0: But we bet you'll like them. I'm back in the saddle again. Pop
1: pop is solta. Guess who's back again?
0: Checking in from the right side of Acadiana, seeking truth. Oh! Justice Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth yes. and a whole lot of freedom to have fun
1: winning winning winning
0: yeah. behave this is the Rush report.
1: Back to the Ross report. I tell you what, there there are not to the degree that Alexei Navalny has has faced, but I tell you this unrelenting attack on Donald Trump. And as I was watching the Navalny documentary, I just I just saw so many parallels. I really did. And his speaking out against the corruption of the Kremlin constantly, constantly. He was poisoned on multiple occasions. Uh, Of course, we don't have that yet in terms of trump but i look at every every other kind of way they're trying to hurt him in a capitalist society how do you hurt somebody well you you take away their resources and that's what they're trying to do with trump the worst part about that sentence and in new york where does this judge get off telling him he cannot do business in new york if that is not a complete overstep that is he has no right he has no power to do that. He does not. Not when there was n- there are no victims. The banks were happy. They testified on behalf of Trump. They wanted to do more business with Trump. He made the money. Same thing with the insurance companies. It is never enough for these people. They are going to be unrelenting because he is a danger to them, to their maintaining control. And that includes a lot of Republicans. I am sad to say. But you got to. It's the truth. So in no way am I saying that what Donald Trump has been facing is any parallel to what Alexei Navalny went through. No, I am not. I'm just saying there are some uncomfortable parallels, very uncomfortable parallels in the methodology that is used to get one man as opposed to the other. The unrelenting attack on the men's credibility, his his wealth. It, it that drives them crazy. For a judge, do you know what? A, you know what? A, a a a much smaller resort, not a resort, but a home, a, a very luxurious home, in um, Palm Beach, just sold for over two hundred million dollars, and it wasn't even near the size of Mar-a-Lago. Remember, what does that say? From the sea to the canal. The lake seed to the lake i mean it's on this sort of like a peninsula i mean there's no, nothing quite like it it is it's a it 's an amazing amazing place so and then to say that his sons can't do business for two years and he can't do business for three years, I am telling you it is time they need to fast track these appeals and get them to the Supreme Court because nobody in their right mind outside of d c and new York would would allow this to happen in this supposedly free country. This, first of all, should have never been brought in a criminal. It it was a civil matter, maybe, maybe. But who was the complainant? There was no complainant. There were just two very political entities, and that was Letitia James and Alvin Bragg, the Attorney General and the DA for Manhattan. And they're both despicable people. And then throw in this goofball judge, you know, mugging for the camera the whole time and and acting like he knows better than anybody what the value of Mar-a-Lago is. These are despicable people. There's, They have no redeeming qualities. In my book, when you campaign to get one man, you're not going to protect your people. You're not going after the criminals. You're going after one man. What's the LaVrente Barrier? You... you uh, Show me the crime and I'll find you the man. Well, she decided it was a crime and she went after Donald Trump. She already knew who her man was. Her man was Donald Trump. You go from there to uh, Fannie Willis in Georgia. What is it with these black women in power? I'm serious. What is it with them? They're going to right all the wrongs of centuries by going after one guy? by going after the sinister of white maleness, of white power? Really? You're going to get back at everybody that way? You see some of these people that post on TikTok? By the way, one of the funniest lines on Gutfeld, speaking of TikTok, here's the president posting a campaign ad on TikTok, right? After he banned it from government devices, he's using TikTok for his campaign and somebody somebody gutfeld said yeah somebody probably told him he was banning tic-tacs you know and so he was okay with that oh yeah 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 you do have to have a sense of humor because if you don't it'll drive you crazy when you see the breadth and depth of the corruption and that's what Navalny railed against and that's what donald trump has been railing against those from those from that parallel comparison yeah very, very similar. Very similar. Navalny has been, was poisoned multiple times. I mean, it wasn't just that one time. But this, uh, this, uh, documentary, uh, shows very clearly that the, although the apparatchiks, Putin's apparatchiks would never you know the the official line was we had nothing to do with that the multiple times that he was poisoned uh, he had he had a green some green substance green corrosive substance thrown at on him and they show part of that in the uh, in the documentary um what was it they said it was it was some corrosive he lost 80% of the right uh, the sight in his right eye he he has his the name of his group is the Anti-Corruption Foundation. And this was back in 2017. Uh, in 2017, he was coming out of his office or something and they threw this green stuff on him. It was awful looking stuff. And, um, he, he lost 80% of the sight in his right eye and he knew the attacker. He said the attacker was, uh, connected to the Duma, the Duma, their parliament over there, their, the speaker. Uh, Then again, in 2019, he was um, arrested and imprisoned. He had severe damage to his eyes and skin. It was not, he he was diagnosed with an allergic reaction. This is what they keep saying. He has an allergic reaction or he had a cardiac incident or he had something like that. And it was all poisoning or some kind of nerve agent that the, that Putin and his thugs uh, subjected him to. Um, Of course, he had been, he had been on YouTube expressing support for the uh, pro-democracy Belarusian protests in Belarus. And uh, there was a heavily contested presidential election that year. I mean, these are some of the backstories that we don't really know about. But the man has been out there, had been out there um, with his anti-corruption. That was his message. Corruption, corruption, corruption. What is Trump's message? Corruption, corruption, corruption. That parallel is solid. It diverges from there, but that's the basic parallel. We'll talk a little bit more about this and uh, about the new book coming out, which (laughs) Peter Schweitzer. You know what? They never sue him. Why don't they ever sue him? Because he documents everything he does. But there's one okay. There's one funny scene that I'm going to share with you. Funny, ironic, but they're 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 losing it. They're having a great time, and I'll talk a little bit about Bellingcat and who they are and their part in this documentary with Navalny. We'll be right back on The Ross Report. Don't go away. over the years there were multiple attempts made on Navalny's life but this one he was gaining more and more power the demonstrations were getting massive in in russia uh he was gaining so much power uh, so much attention he had he didn't really have any power except the power of his voice uh, but anyway the he was uh it was on a flight from uh uh ta- he, no, the, the first time when they when they poisoned him, he was going to uh can't remember Omsk, to Tomsk, something like that, and he started having a- he was he was in abject pain uh he was crying out in pain. They actually have a video of it in the documentary and so they get him to this hospital in omsk and um and they keep sa- the doctors there of course, are under pressure. When his wife gets there, now remember, she's she and he, Navalny and, and Yulia, his wife, are two of the most famous people in Russia. The, the, the guards at the hospital wouldn't let her in. They didn't know who she was. They wanted to see identification. She rushed to the hospital with his uh, personal physician, um, and <laughs> they wouldn't let her in. Finally, they relented, and uh, the doctors kept saying, well, we found no evidence of uh, poisoning or anything like that, you know. And and at first, they didn't want to let him go. They said he was too sick to be transported. They landed. uh, I mean, it was an emergency landing that they made shortly after they took off. I think it was in Siberia, maybe. Anyway, so that's neither here nor there. They get him to Germany, the Cinema for Peace Foundation, sent a plane to get him out of there. And a chartered plane took him to Berlin. Had they not done that, he would have been dead. He would have been dead, and they said it was uh, this Novichok, I think, is what they were calling it. This, uh, and he, and he, and this is one of the ones that that Putin has used in the past. All right, so the documentary shows all of this, and they keep, of course, denying, denying, denying that um, that the, that Putin had anything to do with it, that the Kremlin had anything to do with it. So in this documentary. He has a pretty good idea about uh, who all the people are who, you know, who uh, were in on the plot to get him. So he calls. Now, this is before he returns to Russia this last time. He returned to Russia to face trial because, you know, he's an enemy of the state. But in this documentary with Bellingcat, this is the group that was helping him, um, and they show all the video of him calling all these people who allegedly were part of the plot, and he knew they were. And he finally gets to one guy, one guy who actually he he it convinced him that he was uh, asking on behalf of somebody with putin's uh government that he wanted to know um you know uh, why it why it didn't work why didn't the plot to kill him work and he says a guy admits he says well." You know, they landed that plane too fast. You know, if if we had kept him in the air longer, he would have died in the air. They wouldn't have been able to get doctors to him. But they landed the plane too fast and they made an emergency landing. And then they brought him in the hospital and they started treating him. And, of course, then they got him out of there and got him into Germany. If they hadn't gotten him back to Germany. So he's asking this guy all these questions. And he's telling him exactly how they did it, what it was, da-da-da-da. He's admitting all of this in the documentary oh my gosh it was amazing and they're laughing they the guy from bellingcat is there the two people from bellingcat who are helping to put together this documentary they're sitting right there and they cannot believe their ears that they find because they went through a whole bunch of them and they were all very wary of talking to anybody that they didn't know now who are you again i'm representing a comrade so-and-so I don't remember the names exactly, but they got this one guy to talk on the record because he thought he was talking to somebody from Putin. And, you know, we have to find out exactly what happened. So it doesn't happen again, you know, because this is going to happen again. We have to make sure we get this guy. So we want to make sure that we don't do the same uh, stupid thing, because this is like this is like the third time they're trying to kill this guy. And this guy spilled the beans. And so Navalny and the people from Bellingcat were just ecstatic that they finally got it on camera on the record that, yes, this was orchestrated from the Kremlin, which everybody knew. Everybody knew it. So it was an amazing happenstance that he actually survived. The The ironic part is this documentary ends with him insisting that he is going to return to Russia to stand trial, knowing that it's a death sentence. Knowing that if they don't, they don't, they give him what, 20 years in, in Siberia? That's, that's just as good as a death sentence. In the Russian prisons, not ours, you know, ours, we, you know, they, they, they're treated very humanely. But, uh, but not in, not in a Siberian prison. And he knew going back. That he would very likely not survive. But he went back anyway. This is my country. I love my country. I'm going to go back to my country. Anyway. So Bellingcat had a lot to do with it. To do with. With exposing this. They, they are. Bellingcat is an interesting. Interesting organization. Um, the Russian suspects. Took about two weeks. For the real identity to be revealed. And of course, as they like to say, they are an open source investigative unit. They don't trust sources because sources lie often. So they do, they do the data and they do their own way. It's a, a they use, a, as they call it, a whole new category of information gathering and they use citizen journalists um to ex- to expose some of the biggest stories and one of them one of them was this documentary about Navalny they were also uh involved in the uh finding out what happened with Malaysia Airlines flight 17 over Ukraine of course of course it was Russia that shot it down the weapons in the Syrian civil war of course it was Russia who supplied the weapons to Bashar al-Assad to kill his own people so anyway bellingcat's an interesting organization we're going to take a break for the news and we shall return on the ross report don't go away And then his mother, his mother goes to the prison Saturday, uh, and that's where she was told that her son, they, they weren't making that up. They didn't say that with any sense of irony. They just told her that he died of sudden death syndrome. Now, to us, it looks like a sad joke. They said his body had already been sent to the city closest to the remote and harsh prison camp, and so Navalny's mother and his lawyers proceeded to that that city, Selikard only to be told the morgue was not over for business and had not yet received his body. They got a run around. And they uh, were informed that the body was being held by the authorities pending a full investigation into his death, which may be concluded sometime next week. Now, come on, people, you know, and I know they're trying to figure out, uh, you know, when the traces of this Novichok will be out of his body. That's, that's Putin's uh, poison of choice, Novichok. Now, about that book that Peter Schweitzer has written, contains 939 endnotes. All of it leaked documents from the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, Department of Justice, restricted Chinese military documents. Ah, uh, no unnamed sources, none. This is blood money. This is on top of all the other great books that he has written. Right? We've talked about them before. Blood money is uh the latest of them there was the uh, secret empires profiles in corruption red handed all previous books. Blood money is the one that's going to uh it well what the subtitle is why the powerful turn a blind eye while china kills americans and this morning, as I was watching Fox News do a report on the on the border and the number of Chinese illegals that have come in just in. The first quarter of this year as opposed to all of twenty twenty one is is stunning. Thousands and thousands. I remember they've been caught red handed setting up uh, secret police stations around the country. You think they're not preparing for something? Schweitzer is a brilliant, you know, he's the head of a uh, government accountability institute. And all of his books are heavily footnoted. Heavily footnoted. The footnotes title, total 89 pages. There are no unnamed sources. There are leaked documents from all of those, even from Mexico in, Mexican internal communications, Chinese corporate records. This is going to shake up Washington again, but every time we think Washington has been shaken up, what? They just circle the wagons and nothing is done. I mean, I thought Red-Handed would get them last time. I thought, I thought, you know, Secret Empires. I thought Profiles in Corruption. But none of it ever sticks to these people because they're running the show. Jason Chaffetz uh, tweeted that he read the book and he thinks it's going to rock Washington. They say that about all Peter Schweitzer's books. And it may rock them for a little while, but nothing seems to shake them loose. They're so deeply entrenched. Just call it Kremlin West. Corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. Shocking revelations. I think we've had a bunch of shocking revelations. Are we Are we beyond being shocked? I don't know. We may be. This guy has seven times he has written a New York Times bestseller in spite of the fact that I'm sure the New York Times hated for him to be on their bestsellers list. But he is a prodigious investigative journalist. In fact, his books have sparked FBI investigations. Uh, some members of Congress resigning, probably all of them Republican, most of them anyway, the Democrats. You, you can't shame them into doing anything. Uh, hopefully we see some anti-corruption reform laws come out of this. I hope Chaffetz is right. I hope it does shake up Washington. He talks about China's disintegration warfare, the plans to kill Americans and sow social chaos. Oh my. I think that's happening right now. Fentanyl, anybody? Thousands and hundreds of thousands of people being killed by fentanyl. Uh, young people being brainwashed on TikTok and other social media platforms yeah i think it's happening right now this uh the book supposedly shows a pattern of us china money flows which they supposedly uh spent two years tracking uh they fe- it features the the book features especially uh california governor newsom yeah he just had a close personal uh, uh encounter with uh, Xi jinping right went to china they ca- china came here anthony fauci Adam Schiff, Joe Biden, (laughs) Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Oh no, oh no, little Miss uh, Sunshine there. And of course, there are images of drugs, guns, and stacks of cash. Anyway, it should be—it's available right now for pre-order. It's blood and money. Why the powerful turn a blind eye while China kills Americans? They turn a blind eye because they're lining their pockets. I think that is one thing I believe I can honestly say about our congressman not lining his pockets at the expense of the American people. I believe so. I hope so. Guess what? Argentina, Javier Millet, right? Been in office, what, a few months? Maybe three or four months? Maybe it was November ish when he got in office. So, yeah, about three or four months. Well, guess what? They just announced a surplus. First time in 12 years. (laughs) A six hundred twenty million dollar surplus in January, the first positive financial result of its kind experienced by the South American country in 12 years. They paid interest on the public debt. Just think what that could do for this country. They paid interest on their public debt. Ha. Huh. Wow. Just think what we could accomplish. That's just little bitty Argentina. Just think what we could accomplish if we put our minds to it. All right. Now, the, um, the declaration of an emergency by our governor, I think was done, was timed, you know, specifically for this upcoming crime session that begins today. There is no question we have serious issues of crime. I think one of the most brilliant moves was even before the inauguration, during the election, uh, or just after the election, uh, Jeff Landry and Attorney General Liz Merle reached out and actually got Jason Williams, the DA in New Orleans, and Latoya Cantrell. Over to their side. Well, we'll see. But it's looking like it's a it's a kumbaya moment because they know how the crime situation is hurting New Orleans in particular, Louisiana in general, but New Orleans in particular and when New Orleans has a crime problem, Louisiana has a crime problem. It just it it radiates out into other communities look at Baton Rouge look at Shreveport look at the issues we're having here in Acadiana with the the gun violence that's going on so i think uh you know showing law enforcement and i really did want to have the sheriff come on uh one day this week to talk about this uh the the governor's declaration of an emergency and his calling for um in- increased law enforcement really recruiting law enforcement uh, and I'm just, I'm so sorry that I couldn't be at uh, Sheriff Don Breaux's, uh funeral today, funeral services, just wasn't able to get over there, and uh, our condolences go out, and I know that's where the sheriff is, he is, you know, of course, along with all the law enforcement personnel, but I thought it was, uh, and I think the governor was going to give the eulogy for Sheriff Bro, which was, shows you how much the man was respected. He really was highly respected, spent his life in law enforcement. So hopefully we'll get the uh, sheriff to come on and talk about some of these measures that the governor is taking to get a handle on the crime in this state and declaring a, an emergency. I saw a couple of shows over the weekend mention the fact that the governor is taking this issue very seriously here in Louisiana because it's happening all over the country. It's not just here. It's all over the country. And the flow of illegal immigrants, by the way, the more I have been reading about, you know, when Trump said they're emptying their jails, little did he know how far ahead of the game he was, how prescient he was about what's going on, especially now. Now it's becoming so obvious, so very obvious, because Venezuela is actually emptying their jails, and that's new, new gangs forming now. So uh now we have that to deal with. Plus, the amount of money that is going to the illegals is stunning. It's stunning. So now we have uh, our, our very, very Republican legislature. Let's see what they can come up with. They were a big disappointment in the special session about closed primaries. I'm sorry. They were a big disappointment. And I think they lost the issue before they hadn't got into the session because they did not manage the conversation. They did not direct. They did not have a consistent message as to why a closed primary is the right way to go. Didn't have that message at all. Now we're going to see what's going to happen with these crime issues. They're already saying, oh, you know, we had a very, we had a really, uh, Heartfelt governor in John Bell Edwards. I mean, he really cared about people. Now let's see what this nasty uh Republican government does. Anyway, there have been two dozen, more than two dozen bills filed ahead of this session. It, it includes expanding the way, methods of uh, executions. We don't seem to execute anybody anymore. It'd be interesting to see how they address that. Restricting parole eligibility. Harsher penalties for carjackings. I like that. I like that one a lot. And a a limited immunity or even a qualified immunity from liability for law enforcement based on certain criteria. And then, and then there are certain juveniles, yes, certain juveniles, who should be tried as adults. They have a long history of crime, but in so many cases, their history of crime as a juvenile is kept hidden. So there's no way of knowing When they're right on that cusp of becoming an adult, how they have been involved in crime all their juvenile years. Anyway, we'll we'll get into some of the specifics of the um, crime bills when we come back on the Ross Report. Don't go away. back final segment but we know we know how to close out a a day because we're talking food and we talk great food with our good friend tim metcalf at dino's oh tim how are you today
0: miss carol i'm good on this i mean with weather like this come on i know
1: (laughs) i think we're ready for spring Uh, do we have a little early spring fever or something i think
0: I think so. You know, I kinda got a green thumb over the weekend. I planted some stuff. I got it this morning, i am Oh my gosh, frost, but
1: Okay, wait a survived. minute. Wait a minute. You th- frost, you think...
0: flowers survived,
1: so. Okay, will do you think there will be more frost? Or you I mean No, we,
0: we had a little bit this morning though. If you got early enough, there was a slight it was a very light frost on the
1: Okay, but how much more do but you no think freeze, there will be? it's no supposed... I
0: think we're done with freezing. Okay. Freeze good. The out well and
1: uh, I think we're good. Okay, good. Course, I wanted I'm to, to not hear. a
0: that. weatherman
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know food. Let me tell you, how did it go this weekend? You had two great brunches, huh?
0: We had fantastic brunches. We had a great weekend at all the properties. And, uh,
1: oh, that's great. It
0: well, was, it was, yeah, everything was good.
1: Well, I was telling my friends about that Jacques Boudreau that I had Friday. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know how you do it, but it was piled high with great seafood. It's delicious. It really is. It's one of your best. One of your I best, it. I think.
0: You yeah. Know? But I, I agree with you. I agree with you.
1: Absolutely. All right. Now tomorrow we got lunch at Bertrand. We got the margarita chicken wrap. And, right. Wow, that sounds great.
0: <laughs> it's good. We, we were marinating the uh, chicken breast today.
1: Ah, so it's going it's, to be great. It's
0: really good. Okay, it's but
1: recipe. but now what's a yeah. Fiesta beef wrap? What is yeah, that? The
0: beef is it's the uh, we have a Fiesta salad on the menu. Uh, it, it's taco meat basically, but we make it in house. It's not uh, It's not the powdered taco mix that you right you know more oh, right right you okay. cook it with them fresh chili peppers and uh Ooh. yeah so it, it, it's it's good
1: oh man good. that looks good you know seasoned ground beef shredded lettuce diced tomatoes cheddar cheese avocado corn chips sauce all wrapped in a warm tortilla oh my gosh it sounds fabulous that's uh that's at dino's south i oh, tell you right. tim you guys come up with some amazing amazing concoctions so it's you know pasta and pizza and everything like no other you got you got to love dinos
0: you know it helps to beat the boredom it keeps us uh Excited, You get to cook something new and of the same thing day in and day out. And uh gives our customers something new to try and a reason to come more often.
1: Well, and it really, you know, your creative juices start flowing. Okay, now what we can do. And you have that little competition, you and your son. So oh, that, that kind of adds to it.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Keeps no. us on our toes, huh? Right. All right, Tim, thank you so much. Great, uh, just great food all the time. The service is always fantastic. We love to go to Dino's. And it's a great family atmosphere. You know, where can you feed a family? With that quality food for, you know, just a reasonable amount of money, it's fantastic.
0: Economical, especially during the Lenten season, you know. Uh, very economical. And, and Prejones isn't far from We have some sleep, sleeper dishes. We, got, we, got a, we can get a pound of sh- fried shrimp and for $20.
1: Get out. Oh, man. I tell uh, you. Well,
0: that. That's Louisiana shrimp. That's not, not. I know. I can't stress that enough.
1: That's what I love about it. It's all Louisiana shrimp, it's all Louisiana seafood. That's yes, ma'am. All that's right, right, Tim, thank you so much. Two incredible prejohns, three fabulous dinos. We love it. Thank you, Tim.
0: Thank you. Take Bye-bye.
1: care. Bye-bye. Yeah, just really amazing. I'm telling you, if you go to dinospizza.com and just look at it, you you your mouth will water just looking at the Jacques Boudreau with all that crab meat and shrimp and crawfish. Wow. Wow. Mm. All right now about that special session yeah there there are a bunch of uh, over over two dozen bills that have been proposed there's going to be a lot to talk about but one of them is the death penalty expansion now i tell you the truth i've got really mixed feelings about i i think if we had a real death penalty where people who commit heinous crimes can be tried and and we know it's incontrovertible we know it's them I don't have a problem with the death penalty. Problem is so many times, the, the the methodology the appeals that go on and on and on. You put somebody on death row, it's going to cost you an inor- an enormous amount of money to to pursue this because you got appeals here and appeals there and the state does this and the the defense attorneys do that and it's just and then you get into the the argument about what's the most humane way of killing somebody. Seriously. So we have 58 people on, on death row right now. But an execution has not occurred since 2010. 2010. One of the bills in, introduced is that lethal injection will um, will continue to be the preferred method for executions. You got some bills about parole restrictions. You know, this, uh, this this no bail, no bail, and letting people out on the street. You wonder why the crime goes up? what happened in el salvador did you see this precipitous drop in the crime in el salvador it's one of the safest places now you know why he put all these people in jail he put all these people in jail took them off the street yeah you know excuse me uh speaking of el salvador there are some horror stories of the gang members and what they would do in El Salvador. Oh yeah, I'm talking like they would play soccer with dick de- with decapitated heads. Like it's just which is why Bukele did what he did. Yeah, there's no. He yeah. did. He went through each town and he mass arrested these gang members and put them all in jail. Yep. Yeah. And now they are they're they're safer than New Orleans. <laughs> that must be nice to be safer than New Orleans. Yeah, really. Okay, now there's a raise the age law. They want to. Um, roll back that rage the age law because because the law supposedly was a key criminal justice reform which stopped automatically routing 17 year olds through the adult criminal justice system when they were arrested for nonviolent crimes uh and and steering them through nonviolent crimes describe a non-violent crime that, you know even property theft crimes or you know etc that they're do they're doing violence to somebody. Somebody feels they're violent. Anyway, we'll see. Raise the age law. Let's see how that plays out. Um there are harsher sentences being proposed for certain crimes, especially carjacking and weapons offenses. I like those. The uh, another one would make the distribution of fentanyl to minors a crime punishable by 25 to 99 years in jail without parole. Hmm. I'm liking that one. First of all, hey, why don't we just close the southern border and see how we can stop the fentanyl from coming in? By the way, there was a story about the Mexican police just had a, a, an amazing, had a firefight and killed something like 12 cartel members near the U.S. border. Thank you, Mexico. Mexico's finally paying attention. You know why? Cause they don't want Donald Trump to be president. So they're going to do everything they can to make Joe Biden look like he's really uh, taking care of the border. Too late. Too little, too late. We know what you're doing, Mexico. Lopez, Lopez Obrador. All right, now, uh, two bills have been filed seeking to further legally protect police officers. Yes. Yes. I like that. Conceal carry. Um, Going to try to have Blake Miguez on tomorrow. He's talking again about uh, if you are 18 or older, you should be able to carry, uh, conceal, conceal carry without a permit. Uh, the, oh gosh, it goes on and on. We'll see. I got John, John Bell Edwards, uh, vetoed the last time they tried to do this, so we shall see. You can go to the state legislature website for the full list of uh, bills that are going to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so much to talk about. I really I just, I just got so irritated over the weekend with the way Trump was treated in New York and elsewhere and, and the sadness of Alexei Navalny after watching the documentary and seeing his death very, very sad but we cannot give up we fight on as Yulia Navalny posted online we fight on alright people, have a great evening drive safely, alright? yes, please and come back tomorrow lots to talk about have a great evening. Bye bye. When she gets there, she knows if the stores are all closed. With a word, she can get what she came for.
0: And she's bound.
1: There's a sign on the wall But she wants to be sure Cause you know sometimes words have.